0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solange thanks everybody for joining us hope you had a great holiday season and welcome to our first podcast of 2017 we start off with the general manager slash senior vice president of the race that's eric neander eric i hope it was a relatively quiet holiday season for you what are the holidays like in baseball operations do things really shut down can you shut down mentally or are you still very engaged
1: yeah um hope everyone out there had a good holiday season um for us, and I think for an industry, you know, a lot of a lot of offices uh, tend to be closed over this week just across the league. So, it is um, it is something that's in some ways a bit of a forced break or a bit of a forced slowdown, um, just because everyone's not in one place. People are spread out and scattered across the country. With family uh, and enjoying the holidays, but um, you you don't shut your mind off on things, uh, especially when it comes to shaping your roster. Maybe there's a little bit less initiative that's taken over the holidays. Um, Most of the knowledge of what teams are willing and not willing to do is on the board by that point, and you spend time thinking about it, less time creating um, at that point. You know, over that time, but um, it it is something where you know, as long as you have. You know, things that you would like to do um, to shape your roster that you haven't yet accomplished. You're going to be spending time on it, but it's usually more remote. It's usually more with family. It's usually a little bit more on the side. And uh, everyone really uses this time as a chance to catch our breaths across, I think, probably across the industry uh, to recharge, refresh, and get ready for um, the flip to the new year.
0: And as we move here in the new year, um, it seems to me, and, and maybe you can tell me otherwise, are January's now a busier month in baseball than they used to be? And what I mean by that, You seem to have more players who are signing in January or February, for that matter. Um, Look, Edwin Encarnacion finally became official this week. But there's still a lot of fair-numbered free agents out there, either as hitters or as pitchers, who are still available for teams to get. Is is that because of the the new labor agreement? Why do you think that is? And is January now busier than it used to be?
1: Yeah, I I can't speak to... You know uh, that I think it's a fair observation I can't speak to why and you know, off seasons have evolved the way that they've they've evolved um, you know I can only speak to our history and yeah you know, we've I think over time have done um, you know a decent amount of our offseason work uh, past the new year uh, why that's the case I'm not necessarily sure um, it just seems to have been the time when uh, free agency you know there have been more things that have made sense for us at that point um, you know where our our opportunity and what we have to offer uh lines up and you know on the trade front i think a lot of times it you know teams are often you know uh, us included you're sorting through a lot of possibilities and scenarios and different things and um it, it often takes a couple of months to digest and process and know what's truly real and what your options are and how if you you know go in this direction what you can do from there and so on um it it Takes a surprising amount of work and consideration to get to that point, and I think because of that, you know, it, it does take a little bit deeper in the off season for some of that to materialize.
0: If you look at some of the areas that this organization needed to improve upon going into the off season, I think most would have said catching, and now you've signed Wilson Ramos and on a minor league deal, probably fairly significant for the early portion of the schedule. Mike McHenry, how good do you feel right now about the catching compared to where you were, let's say, at the end of last year, and are are you now? You're always looking to upgrade, but do you consider yourself pretty set from a catching situation for 2017.
1: Yeah, I think you know we've we've taken some steps to uh, to create greater competition within that group, um, and we're we're pleased that we've we've been able to do that. I don't think that you're ever satisfied, um, especially at that position. Um, it's it's one foul tip away from changing. It's. Um, you know, just the nature of of the position. Um, so, I think we'll we'll continue to keep an open mind um, if, if possibilities arise. But that being said, I think the group that we have, obviously Wilson um, and. Uh, his rehab is continuing to progress, progress well and as expected. Um, but the other guys that we have, and you know Luke and Kurt, and um, and, and and bringing in you know Michael as well, um, you know we're we're excited to give those guys an opportunity to compete and see what happens. Um, if there is another guy that we can introduce into that mix, you know we'll keep an open mind. But um, do do feel good about the guys that we have. Other needs that
0: haven't been addressed, at least to that extent, would be the bullpen. Is that the biggest area of need? At this point for 2017, in terms of what you're looking to accomplish,
1: um, I, I think similar to probably where we've been uh, at various points, you know, over the last month of this off season, what we've stated, I think, um, you know, in the outfield to to be a little more dynamic, to create a little more competition, would not be a bad thing um, by any means. Um, you know, we we do value the guys and appreciate the guys that we have, but. Um, you know, coming off of the year we just had, there's there's a strong desire to, I think, at minimum, increase the level of competition, and everyone gets better when there's competition, and um, you know that's something we'll spend a lot of time on. I think, um, you know, offensively, there's opportunity to add uh, through some of the more offensive-oriented positions on on the roster, um, and then of course the the bullpen uh, is something where again I think increase competition. Um, trying to predict in any given year. Um, you know, which guys are going to come out and be the successful relievers and those that won't. It's it's a really difficult thing to, um, you know, to forecast, I guess, for lack of a better term, year to year. Uh, but, you know, to to establish, I think, strength in numbers uh, is something that we are on the lookout and, and hoping to do and, um, you know, potentially blending it with some guys that are coming back or that we have under our control already. And you mentioned the, the offensive side. Is it important to
0: become even in terms of handedness? I mean, look, you're facing more righties than lefties anyway, but do you need another right-handed bat to create more balance with some of the guys you've lost more recently?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's something that's absolutely a consideration, um, you know, to be more dynamic, to to better leverage the the strengths, you know, of, of the players that we have, um, you know, the things they do well, you know, some of the areas where we might be a little bit more short. Um, you know, those are all things that we consider, I think, you know, pitcher handedness is one of the tends to be more obvious in considerations, but there's, you know, the defensive factors and and health components and different things, um, you know, so on and so forth that that also come into play. But um, yeah, that is that is one in particular that um, you know certainly I think uh, we are on the lookout and, and something that we are considering as uh, we we kind of march towards spring training here
0: on the pitching side. You mentioned, you know, you're going to look outside, you're going to look inside. You have a lot of starters, uh, be they on your major league roster, guys who've just been elevated to the 40-man or guys who are coming in as non-roster invites who could be converted to relievers. How do you tell any of those guys that they'll be looked at in the bullpen at the start of spring training, in the off season? Do you just kind of let it, you, do you shorten them up at some point? How do you determine who may be able to help you out of the bullpen that's been more of a starter than a reliever?
1: Um, I think part of it you know we'll we 'll see where we 're at it you know once we once we get to spring training and what our our numbers look like um, generally speaking uh, it's you know it 's a lot to to prepare someone to start and to prepare someone to throw two hundred innings you know uh, and, and to get into that territory is something that mentally physically the preparation for that is is significant, and i think it 's something that um, you know as, as much as possible you want to leave that door open on as many players as possible as you can um, and, and you want to put them in position to be capable of doing that in a given year so um, that's, that's typically our mentality um, I don't think this year is any different and if things play out in a way where there's a need to, to shorten someone up and to take it to the bullpen uh, as opposed to being a starter you know that's a transition that I think can be done a little bit faster than uh, doing it the other way around
0: lastly you guys have already announced 18 invites to spring training on the minor league side so you're up to 58 we have a longer spring training this year than normal because of the wbc was this partially because of that was it to get guys more ready for spring training earlier what was kind of the mindset because normally you guys haven't announced that many this early
1: yeah i think um uh, probably a few factors that go into that you know the earlier camp you know being a big one um you know, we've, we've been in a position where I think we've had more coming up through our system, you know, our own players that are um, filling out our camp as opposed to free agent signs and, you know, minor league free agent signs, etc. So I think that probably plays a part. I think more than anything, there's, uh, there was clarity on on a group that we thought, you know, we were going to bring in. And um, when you have that clarity, and and you know, you have guys that you want to bring in and, and to be a part of it, you know, there's, there's very little harm, and especially when it you know, in, in a lot of these cases, it is their first spring training with, you know, major league spring training, uh, to give them the necessary time to to prepare um, for that for that experience. So, um, you know, it's something that once we, we knew that these are guys we wanted to bring in, that we, we saw no harm in, in waiting any longer to, to get it moving.
0: I'm sure more announcements on that end, and also in terms of putting a roster together for uh, the middle part of February. Eric, we appreciate a few minutes on our latest podcast.
1: Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it.
0: And we now turn to another friend of ours, Andy Fried. Andy, Happy New Year. Hope the holidays have been good to you.
2: Same to you. The countdown is on for spring training, I guess, too.
0: Yeah. What's this like? I mean, give our our fans an idea about this time of year, what it's like for you in terms of the itch to get back and uh, the anticipation for at least the start of spring training.
2: Yeah, I always wonder if people feel the way I do, and uh, if I know you, you probably get the sense for it, too. Once New Year's hits, I, I do start to get that itch. You start to especially here in florida because it starts to feel like spring training mm-hmm. uh, outside i was visiting my parents up in the villages when we were outside and you see everybody outside on the golf course and it just has that feel that it does in february and march when you start to hear the slap of the leather and the crack of the bat and, and everything ready to go so I, i'm i'm not quite there yet because the honeydew list isn't done <laughs> for the off season uh and i don't think my kids are ready for me to go but i imagine you're the same way you start getting that itch that needs to be scratched and uh and then it goes into October.
0: No doubt. My honey-do list uh, certainly has a few items on it left as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Rays do too. They've got some on, on their list. But I'll tell you this. The fact that Edwin Encarnacion became official this week is not going to be in this division. Uh, I think it's a good thing for the Rays pitching staff. That's for sure, and a lot of others in this league.
2: So now what happens with Jose Bautista? <laughs> well, we have to face him too. You know, I remember what the Blue Jays were like before they got Donaldson. And it was Bautista and Encarnacion. Then they got Donaldson, and it was this three-headed monster. You have to run through right from the first inning on. So now we know it's Donaldson and Bautista, maybe. It might just be Donaldson in that lineup. Uh-huh. And if it's just Donaldson, no no, dissing on the other guys because they're good, but that, that lineup becomes much more pitchable. Donaldson's going to find out a lot more what it's like to not have those guys in behind him.
0: No doubt, and to me, it's a it could be a game-changer for them. I think what has changed for me, too, is January is different now. I mean, look how many free agents are still out there. You mentioned Bautista, Mark Trumbo, Mike Napoli, Chris Carter, uh, Pedro Alvarez, and that's not to mention all the relief pitchers and guys like Jason Hamill, who still don't even have a job.
2: Isn't that something? This does seem to me, too, an interesting uh, mix of ingredients, because for whatever reason, uh, it's become a, a molasses-laden f- free agent market. I mean, mm-hmm. we've just kind of hit the, the, the we're slogging through now and spring training is early this year. Mm-hmm. So are we gonna hit a point where a lot of these guys don't a lot of these guys don't have jobs until teams are already in camp. And if so, you're gonna have these interesting moments where guys suddenly join team kinda like what Dexter Fowler did last year when suddenly he joined the Cubs when they were already in spring training and you have this big welcoming party. So I'm very curious to see how it's all gonna play. There's a lot of guys out there that need to be signed and spring training is very early. You look at our what is our first broadcast, Neil? It's like February 24th, I
0: yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, it's so really early. It's real early. Very early. Uh, WBC has changed a lot for this year, and and as it will every four years. And, and look, it's a good thing. I mean, I'm happy for Alex Colme. I'm happy for Chris Archer. You know, great opportunity for them. And the race also announced, as we just talked with Eric, they've already announced 18 guys have been invited on top of the 40-man roster and basically given them more time to know that they're going to be here so they have time to prepare I would think we're going to get a lot of long looks at guys that you know we probably wouldn't in other years,
2: which is good. And and there are a few more off days in spring training this year too. And and look, I I love I, I, anything for baseball to spread its wings around the world. I mean that that it, where it's a two way street. It's good for the uh, it's good for the players because ultimately it'll give more guys more opportunity to to get jobs. It's good for baseball. You. You kind of spread the gospel of baseball around the world. People, more people become fans of it. More people understand. You know, a lot of people around the world don't understand baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's so foreign to them. Uh, And you have you know players eventually down. You know, kids now become players down the line, and suddenly they're they're in Major League Baseball in the next generation. So all of that is good. Now, just for this though, you know, it is quite a disruption to spring training. I think, Um, but you know, that that to me is a small price to pay for uh you know for something that could be very very good for this industry you look at all the sports they're all spreading out uh globally so ultimately it's a good thing but you know for us living in this generation it does create a bit of a distraction for spring training but uh, you know you look in baseball history too and there are plenty of things that were disruptions to spring training whether it be barnstorming tours or whatever i, th- I think the players are ready to get going And, you know, in years past, in in generations past, guys would have been just getting into shape. A lot of these guys come to camp already pretty much ready to go.
0: No doubt about that. And, you know, as we move forward, I think there is a lot on the honey-do list for the Rays. Um, I still think primarily is the bullpen. I mean, the catching situation has been figured out. Certainly another outfielder, especially someone who can hit right-handed, would be great. Um, And to me, those are probably the two big priorities. You feel the same?
2: I, I, to me, it's all. I mean, yes, I do. I do think what you're saying about the uh, the right-handed bat, and that will be a wonderful thing. And I think somebody eventually will fall through the cracks and, and end up being on the Rays. But man, that bullpen needs a lot of work. <laughs> that to me is the one where uh, if we're going to be good this year, we're, and look, let, let's let's call it what it is. Going into spring training, the Rays will be predicted to be the last place team. Uh, that's just that's the prediction we're going to have to deal with, and the expectation will be low for this team nationally. Now I think those of us on the inside know that there is there is a high ceiling for this team. Now a lot of things have to fall in place, but none of that is going to fall in place unless that bullpen gets figured out. So to me, spring training is almost all about this bullpen. We know what the infield's gonna be, we know what most of the outfield's going to be, we know what most of the catching situation is going to be ultimately and, and the starting rotation. That bullpen has got to get figured out. And I want us to get guys too that that not only are players that we see on the opening day roster, but guys that we may see all throughout the year. And we always go back to 08 when guys like Grant Balfour weren't even on the the big league roster. And and they eventually, you know, J.P. Howell's a guy Mm -hmm. that was, you know, an experiment going into that year, and they were vital members of the team. So I'd like to see a couple of veteran guys sign, but I want to see some of these young guys who may begin the year with the Durham Bulls or maybe even Montgomery. Uh, I want to see them have good showings so there's, there's good thoughts about them heading into the season when we may see them during the summertime
0: certainly feel the same andy we as uh, you mentioned there's a lot still to do before spring training enjoy the time with the family and we'll talk to you again soon you too we'll talk thanks andy that of course is andy freed we thank him we thank eric neander for being with us on our podcast and we thank you for listening we'll have plenty of other podcasts during the course of january and we'll talk to you soon